This is the turn. Fantasy Golf Podcast. We're just two dudes talking about golf, just like we do every week on the phone, and we decided, hey, let's record it and share it with the rest of the world. If you like what you hear, wherever you're listening, give us a follow, a good review, a good rating. It goes a long way for us. And don't forget to share with your buddies either. One thing you're always going to hear from us on the turn is rotoballer.com. Rotoballer.com is a one-stop shop for all your daily fantasy needs, whether you're looking for stats, injury reports, or good articles to read. And there's even a lineup optimizer that's built into the software. And right now, due to the COVID-19 outbreak, Rotoballer is offering 50% off the golf premium package for the rest of the season. And when you're signing up, if you sign up with the promo code NICE, N-I-C-E, you'll get an additional 10% off that price. So go to rotoballer.com and sign up for the golf premium package and use the promo code NICE. And now it's time for the turn. Fantasy Golf Podcast. Welcome to week two of the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Andrew Poor. I go by Andrew Putters on the social medias. I got my friend here, trusty uh, co-pilot, Joe Nicely. What's going on, Joe? Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Come off a, a beautiful weekend here in East Tennessee. I played golf all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That doesn't happen a lot in my life today with the, with the family, three kids. And uh, yeah, we got to we got to talk about that. The uh, Knox County Amateur Championship, right? Last weekend. That's right. That's right. And if you follow me on Twitter, I posted like ways to keep up and stuff like that. But uh, so I played in the Open Division, not the Championship Division, because. Uh, uh, honestly, I just can't compete at the, in that level anymore. So uh, the open division, basically just go out and play and um, play like the men's tee, which is probably like 6,600 yards, par 72 at Three Ridges Golf Course. And I probably actually need to give them a shout-out because uh, let me pull them up here. They they raised a lot of money for the – I think uh, – let me make sure before I misspeak. Miss, how was your weekend while I'm pulling this up? Weekend was great. Had a great weekend. The golf wasn't very good, um, but the weekend was good in and of itself. Uh, played a lot of golf, hung out with the family Friday evening on the golf course. So that was fun. Got the little girl out there. Um, loved watching the tournament. Really enjoyed it. So glad for golf to be back, but it wasn't a, wasn't a great DFS week for me last week, but uh, still really excited to have it back. Yeah, and let me go ahead and throw this out. So, big shout out to uh, to Three Ridges Golf Course. Uh, it was like a, a couple of companies got together and uh, raised money for Knoxville Area Golf. Of the co-sponsor was Scott Stallings, and they raised eighty five hundred. They have a, a real cool thing here in East Tennessee called the Kids Play Free Program, and uh, there's a local golf course that you can go to. And I don't want to. I'll come back next week. I think it's Concord Park, but it's a little short part three course where kids. Anywhere in Knoxville can go out there and play for free whenever they want. It's a really cool uh, organization. So, Yeah, man, awesome program. Um, we're really fortunate here in Tennessee to have a lot of these guys. They do a ton of stuff. I know your boy Stallings is, is really big here in East Tennessee, and I know uh, Brant Snedeker does a really similar thing out in Middle Tennessee around the Nashville mm-hmm. area. So we got, we got some, some great guys that are giving back in this area. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, let's get back. Uh, so, the Knox County Amateur, uh, I think I shot 78 the first day. 
Yeah. Things went a little sideways on number one, I heard. Yeah, right out of the gate. If, if I was in a, <laughs> if I was in a DFS league, you would have been like, oh, my gosh, what is this guy doing? Lost the ball in the first hole, made triple bogey. Um, end up battling back and uh, then hit it out of bounds again on 15 to end up shooting six over on. So the, but then I got on Sunday, I was five back. Um, in the open division, like I said, and uh, I knew if I shot around even par, I'd have a chance. And uh, sure enough, I was one under through 11, I think, through 10, uh, maybe like two or three back, and I was right there in the uh, middle yeah, of the fairway. I had about a four-hole meltdown, a little four-hole meltdown, just like my man Spieth did this weekend, about a four- or five-hole meltdown that cost him the tournament. But, uh, yeah, I ended up finishing three back, I think. Shot 78-74, ended up finishing three back. And so second place in the open division isn't bad for a guy that I don't really play very much and uh, golf's a hard sport. So And I don't know, I don't know how you play, how you play, as little as you play. I play all the time and I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I got a ton of respect for you on it. Maybe uh maybe just I don't know, just maybe because I, I played for so long, uh, you know, years and years of practice, and it kind of just comes, it kind of comes back in spurts. Like uh, I heard Kip, uh, Kip Henley say on a podcast not too recently, he has like moments of greatness, like 10 or 11 holes of greatness, and then six or seven holes are just horrible, and that's the same. Yeah. same like, from hole to hole, you I look like two totally different golfers. But, it, but it's fun. I've got the competitive juices flowing. I come home. Uh, got got the clubs out, washed them, you know, and then then got home. Is on the <laughs> and they're watching golf, and she and the wife's like, can, "Can we be done with golf this weekend?" I'm, I said, "Honey, I'm sorry, but the, unfortunately, golf has the negative, the, the exact opposite effect on on right. on human beings. It makes you want it more the more you do it. Yeah. So. The more you do it, the more you want to be in it. That's yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, so you said uh, not a very good DFS weekend for you overall, probably starting out with the guy that you said you'd be starting most of your lineups with, Webb Simpson. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to say this last week, and maybe next time I'll speak up. And I told you about being more of a uh, – you're a stat man, I'm a field man. And uh, I just felt – I didn't – I love Webb Simpson's game, don't get me wrong. I love his attitude. I love his personality. But I heard him on a podcast about a month ago talking about homeschooling his five or six kids. I'm like, how much is this guy actually practicing? Right. And obviously it showed. Um, yeah. You know, and, and uh, there's a couple other guys that I thought about. You know, I mentioned last week that Kevin Knob didn't practice very much. And another guy that, in hindsight, should have been obvious, but it wasn't. And it really was a heartbreaker. And we'll go, we'll go ahead and go right to it. The guy that gut punched everybody across the nation matt kuchar with the so and and here's why i say it should have been obvious he's got a couple of kids his wife's real active in sports they're probably swimming in their swimming pool out playing tennis how much practicing i'm not i'm not doubting these guys work ethic at all but you know how, during this quarantine time how much practice were some of these people doing you know well here, here's my thing here's my thing with last week, um, obviously you can look back and it's easy to kind of say, "Yeah, I should have, I should have thought of that." But here's uh, here was my line of thinking. Um, I like the veteran guys 
because I felt like they would be – they've kind of handled the ups and downs uh, throughout their career. Stops and starts, break, obviously not that long in the middle of the season. But um, I kind of trended a little more veteran because I thought they would they would maybe know how to take care of their games, know how to prepare, be ready to roll when things did start back up. Um, but obviously a mistake um, because we saw a lot of guys, Webb, Kuchar, um, two really popular guys that I that I liked um, struggle struggle and I think I think you're exactly right man I think you can you can probably look back and say hey these guys got families they've got kids you know they they've probably been more concerned about those type of things versus going out and practicing like some of the younger guys that we saw do really well yeah absolutely yeah and um, yeah I just it just, you know, I should have – the Kuchar thing, it just – I mean, it made sense after the fact, but it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback on on all this stuff, right? We should have known that more cow was probably out beating balls every day. Yeah. Um, and we're, we were making – we were making educated guesses last week. Uh, I mean, I think if you talk to any guys that, that kind of do this and are into fantasy golf, DraftKings golf, they'll, they'll tell you that <clears> – <throat> You know, the, the ground they were saying on last week week wasn't as firm as it normally is. I mean, you're always, to a, to a certain extent, guessing, um, trying to project things, uh, trying to figure things out. But last week was, was tough um, because we were – you don't know what these guys were doing during the layoff. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. basically what you can say. But, yeah, guys like Morikawa, um, the younger dudes, Berger, um, hearing him talk after his huge win. Um, it sounded like he was working his working his ass off during the break, um, and you have to imagine more cow was as well for them to come out and play the way they played. Yeah, um, you know, and, and we did see some veteran guys do well. A guy like uh, like Justin Rose, man, uh, was really surprising. Mm-hmm. We we knew that he'd switched equipment during the layoff. That was kind of a thing with Rose. Um, he he'd signed a huge deal with this uh, uh, Hanma. Uh, equipment out of Japan. I think he's maybe like the first PGA Tour player to ever sign with them. And he just struggled. He he hadn't been the Justin Rose we were used to over the past year. Um, left them over the break. Um, went back to TaylorMade. I'm not sure if he actually signed with TaylorMade again or just started using his older stuff. Uh, but, man, talk about a huge difference. That's right. Yeah, I know. And that was out of left field. You know, he didn't fit what, 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 what we were just talking about. He did, he did not. He's going against the opposite of that. We never saw that coming. He was a past champion there, I believe, though, correct? Yeah, he won there a couple of years ago, but there hadn't been, there hadn't been anything form-wise to indicate, you yeah. know, that he was, he was going to come out and do what he did. But he, he played really well. He looked like the old Justin Rose last week. He looked like that guy that we'd seen, you know, over the past five, six years, just consistently knock out top tens, top fives, win tournaments here and there. Um, just uh, really looked like it, like him, like his old self last week. Yeah, he did. Um, so the hot man last week that we talked about was uh, uh, Jordan Spieth. He did not fail to deliver on the hype. I mean, he's 40 to one and uh, snuck in, end up sneaking in the top ten. But really, I mean, we said this before we started recording, um, probably 45 holes in, this was his tournament. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, 
Spieth is just such an interesting guy. Um, people, people are drawn to him. I don't know what it is, but I mean, we're talking about a guy that um, at one point looked like he was he was headed to that Tiger Woods level. I mean, legit. Uh, mm-hmm. You're talking about a guy that had a chance to that had a look at the Grand Slam at one point. Um, and, and so people are interested in Spieth and like talking about him. And, and it's just really interesting to see a guy of his caliber, a player of his caliber struggle. Um, but I think we're seeing flashes. Um, we definitely did last week. We talked about it before the tournament last week. Um, you know, that there's, there's some things to like about him. And, and I think we kind of, we kind of saw that. I mean, he went out and played really well, hit his irons well, obviously putted great. Um, but the thing with Spieth is, as we move closer to crunch time in the weekend, we're seeing that swing just not hold up, uh, especially with the driver. Um, that That's the big problem. Um, so it's just a, it's an ongoing thing with him. It's something we'll, we'll just have to continue to keep an eye on and, and hope he can get, get back. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if that, if Colonial is necessarily his home course, but it's within drive of his house. He sleeps in his own bed. He's got to be the favorite playing there every year. When you think, I mean, in the discussion, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair to say. He's definitely, he's always going to be a significant talking point at that golf course just because he's got so much history there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know he's going to catch he's going to catch a lot of he's going to catch a lot of stuff because people talked about him so much last week and then he, he did kind of fall back on the weekend but if we kind of take a step back and look at it um you, you have to consider some pro some progress compared to where he's been um his arms were actually pretty sharp um sp- spotty here and there um uh, Obviously, putted great. And the thing about Spieth is, man, people are always going to say, well, he just he just made every putt. He made every putt. He made every putt, you know. And, yeah, he did. He's a, he's a great putter. That's what great putters do. They make putts. Um, but the ball striking just didn't where it was. When he was winning majors, um, he was top two, three, four, five strokes gained tee to green, strokes gained approach, ball striking. Um, so he, he had that with the putting. And that's what he's trying to find again, man. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just really interesting uh, to yeah. kind of keep tabs on what Spieth does. Right. So well, well, just saying, I was talking about him there. Let's lead into this week. Yeah. Uh, this has got to be another golf course where if he's going to get it done, it's going to be on this one. Uh, yeah. Harbor, Harbortown Golf Links, seven thousand nine nine yard par seventy one, uh, the fifty first playing of the RBC Heritage Classic. This is probably one of my top five favorite tournaments on tour, and I'll tell you why. It's because, obviously, it's been the same course for 50 years. It's the week after the Masters every year, so everybody is hype in on golf all the way. There's always a lot of um, persona with this golf tournament. It's six hours from where we live, so most likely if you live in East Tennessee, you've been on vacation to Harbortown area, Hilton Head area. Um, it, but the thing is, it's usually in April, and this year it's in June. Um, it's going to be warmer, less windy, or a different kind of wind anyway. Uh, obviously, a stronger field than we've ever seen in this golf tournament. And um, 
it's kind of a quirky tournament. You never know what you're going to get out of this tournament. Um, what do you, what do you think about? It? Oh, and also we're going from uh, Bent Greens last week in Fort Worth, Dallas, Texas, to Bermuda Greens this week. Yeah. That brings on a whole nother level um, of of things that a lot of the average golfer doesn't even think about. Right. So, what's your thoughts right out of the gate about the RBC? Yeah, man, just to uh, just kind of touch on what you said. I, I mentioned it in my horse for the course article this week. Um, it's one of my favorite golf tournaments of the year, man. I love it. It might be my favorite non-major. Um, and just because, like you said, uh, we we used to take vacations in Hilton Head when I was a kid. Um, so I just really love the area. Kind of got a fondness for it, you know, looking back on your childhood, how it is. Um, and I like it because it's a unique golf course. Like you are saying, it's just under 7,100 yards. Um, it's not something that we really see a ton of anymore on the schedule. Um, kind of takes driver out of these guys' hands, forces them to uh, – it's not – the course isn't similar to, I guess, the national, but it's forces you to make position plays off the tee. You want to be in the right spot to have the right angle into your second shot. It's a peak die course, so it's a second shot golf course. Um, you know, a key thing this week, the greens are tiny. Um, it, it's got one of the lower – uh, greens and regulation percentages uh, that we'll see on the PGA Tour schedule. So these guys are going to miss greens. They're going to need to scramble. Um, uh, who we see do well this week are going to hit a ton of greens. So it's just it's it's a really fun, cool, laid back kind of atmosphere, and 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 really love the tournament, man. Looking forward to looking forward to watching it this week. Yep, yep. Uh, a lot of former winners in the field, Luke Donner, Donald, Graham McDowell, Brent Snedeker, uh, Jason Kokrak, uh, Brandon Grace, Matt Kuchar, and two two-time winners that could possibly, uh, in the lower range, you could slide into your lineups and it might do you some good, and that is people people definitely overlook it, one of them, probably both, and that's Jim Furyk and Stuart Sink. Jim Furyk had a good week last week. Uh, Stuart Sink, uh, fits into that thing that we were talking about first in the podcast. Got kids at home, family. Um, but from everything I can tell on uh, social media and, and people I know that know the situation pretty close is, you know, he's got over his wife had been sick. He's gotten over that. They, she's gotten over that. And now he's just, he's back to just grinding. He's back to grinding, wants to get back and wants to be back on top, play on, uh, you know, the U.S. team events again. And, I mean, he can play. There ain't no doubt. He's won many times on tour. So, uh, but he's at 6,100, Joe. Just think about if you snagged him up and him him finishing eighth place or something like that, what that can do to a lineup. And it's always tempting here. Um, we've seen a ton of random winners. I mean, these guys just seem to like come out of nowhere and win this tournament. Um, C.T. Pan last year, which he he played some good golf, but year before that, um, Kadara won. Uh, we've seen Wes, Wesley Brown win here. Um, so we, we see some guys come out of left field in this one. So, I mean, you can definitely consider some kind of deeper dive options, but we've never seen a field at Hilton Head like we're going to see this week. We got, we got yeah. some big boys, big boys rolling in this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about the big boys, uh, I know Dustin Johnson's played here before. I don't think Rory or Brooks have ever played here, have they? Uh, Rory has played here. I think Rory's last time here was uh, 2009. I'm not sure about Brooks. Yeah. But, uh, I think Rory 
it was over a decade ago. I think it was in 2009. He had like a T58. Um, I touched on it in uh, in one of my articles this week. Is the thing with Rory is you have to wonder. Um, in his last last start, he finished T58 in this tournament, and he hadn't been back since. So he he either doesn't lock the golf course at all. Um, it's kind of tough because it's the week after the Masters, but that's kind of one of the question marks hanging around about Rory. Mm-hmm. Um, why hadn't he played here in over a decade? Yeah, I would imagine probably that he doesn't like the. I mean, he doesn't. He can't hit. You really can't hit. He can't hit driver much here. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, Rory. Rory's the best driver of the golf ball in the game, um, and probably of his generation, um, and. So it's a it's obviously a huge advantage any golf course. Listen, Rory can win on any golf course any week that he plays. He can he can go out this week and win. Um, but his biggest advantage is the driver, and this course is gonna is gonna kind of take it out of his hands a little bit. So you have to think that's kind of plays into maybe why he doesn't play this event. Um, why it would I don't want to say it would it would come out of nowhere, but why he might not be so hyped this week um, because he's not going to be able to hit driver as much. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I mean, like last week he was right there. I wouldn't yeah. say right there in it. He was in it, but he was uh, – and he had a bad round. And, uh, the he, had middle, a little, he had a little J-Nice score last well, week on the, on the front nine at, at Colonial, a little 41. Well, yeah, yeah. What I mean is that let's just be honest with us. The golf course does not suit his game at all, and this one doesn't either. So, right, there's there's much better fits for him out there. And and guys, these elite guys like Rory, they handpick their schedule. They can play anytime they want to play, as much or as little. So they handpick their schedule. Tiger set the precedent for it years ago. They're going to play the golf courses that they know they have a great chance to win, golf courses they like. And uh, Rory hadn't played here since 2009. So it it's, doesn't mean he can't go out and win this week. doesn't mean he can't go out and play well. But at his price tag, if you're going to roster him, you need him to win. Um, so, you know, it's he's, – he's probably – he's a pass for me this week. I'm looking, I'm looking below him. Um, I'm looking at JT. I really like his iron play. Gained seven strokes on approach last week. Um, he just needs to make some putts. He was he was there in contention at Colonial. I think he can play well here. And uh, kind of the the talk of the town right now, the, the thick boy, Bryson DeChambeau, um, is very interesting this week. Um, he actually has played this tournament a lot. He's played it four years in a row. Um, knocked two top fives out, but also two missed cuts. So he he's an interesting guy this week. He's like Rory, his driver's his biggest asset, um, and, and Harbor Town's going to take that away a little bit. But you do have kind of like the fact that he plays this tournament every year. He's 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 done really well here, um, performed well at Colonial last week, which isn't a driver heavy course. Um, gain gain strokes uh, on approach as well as a huge amount of strokes off the tee. Um, but yeah, he's, he's definitely someone that's, that's, if I'm paying up, you have to, you have to consider Bryson this week. 
Yeah, um, with Bryson, you know, he's very interesting play because obviously he's worked on his game and his physical um, attributes uh, over the last three months as much as anybody. Um, you know, another one that's popping on all my – when I click put him in the optimizer um, that you can find on rotoballer.com uh, is um, Gary Woodland. And Gary Woodland's really interesting because he goes on these spurts where he'll hit like every fairway and every green. Right. Just never make a mistake. And he actually did a little bit of that last week on a golf course that didn't necessarily fit up fit his game. But honestly, I, I mean, on paper, I don't like either one of them. Uh, I mean, you got Gary Woodland sitting right next to Matt Kuchar. If you line them up side by side on this golf course, I feel like Matt Kuchar is going to beat him seven out of ten times. And if you line up um, Morikawa or uh, Xander next to DeChambeau every week on this golf course, I feel like they're going to beat him seven out of ten times as well. So, I don't know. But, but Bryson's very interesting because – he thinks about the game so much differently than everyone else, and you need somebody like that on this golf course. Right. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of like Spieth, right? I mean, he's he's one of these guys that people are just drawn to. Um, and in, and in Deshambo's case, it's because he does all these weird things, like plays with clubs the same length, um, uses weird putting strokes and weird putters, um, has gained sixty pounds or whatever. Um, and I'll be honest, I was I doubted what he was doing, but right now, man, he's making it work. And, mm-hmm. and I think I think you have to give him consideration this week if if you're willing to spend up. Um, it's crazy to say, but I mean, I would I would probably take Bryson over Rory, um, and he's right there with JT for me. Um, then you drop down to to some guys that I really like, uh, Morikawa, man, just what a brutal brutal week last week, and I. I love this kid. I think he's. I think he's going to be a star. He's. He's unbelievable. Um, I, I wrote it up in a column this week. I think he's really the best iron player on the PGA Tour right now. Even though he's he's only been on the PGA Tour for about a year, I think he's the best iron player on the PGA Tour currently. Um, and really think he's got a chance to be maybe the best iron player we've seen since Tiger Woods. And that's saying a lot. But I mean, he's just unbelievable uh with his irons obviously we saw last week there's there's still some hiccups with putting uh has some some issues around the green sometimes but man i mean you have to have to love how the kid hits his irons it's it's uh it's a trait that plays really really well on this golf course so if he can get over what happened last week missing missing the the putt to win on on the 72nd hole and then, then missing the the putt on the playoff hole. If he can get over that hangover, we're going to kind of see what he's made out of this week. Um, I, I love him as a player. I love his, his physical fit for this course, but there's some mental stuff that we'll have to see how he fights through it. Um, but he's – I mean, you can't argue with starting your lineup with Colin Morikawa this week. No, I mean, no. I mean, I don't see how you could doubt that, <laughs> doubt that at all. And – um, you know, I, I feel like I'll probably, uh, for me, uh, drop down from there to, um, I would probably start my lineups with Justin Rose. That's probably the most money I would spend on a player just cause I, how are you going to get a, anybody with that much, um, uh, 
how are you going to find somebody with that much game that cheap, you know, who's, like you said, just almost an automatic top ten in all these fields. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, it also is history. Uh, last year and a half, is, he's he's been very inconsistent, especially for a guy like Justin Rose, who used to be the most consistent golfer on tour. Right. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. I, I mean, uh, his performance last week really puts him on the map for me. I mean, just because – like, like you said, is it is the old Justin Rose back? If so, he's a steal at ninety two hundred. Um, it's tough to tough to gauge off off one week, but you have to really like how he played last week, and you have to like how that that game sets up for this golf course. Um, one other guy I would touch on, kind of in between Morikawa and Rose, is uh, Sung J N. He's just so super solid. Um, you could start your lineup with, with Sung Jay at ninety seven hundred and feel pretty good about things. Um, but yeah, Rose, then you got, you got Webb sitting there who sets up <laughs> perfectly, um, at nine K sets up perfectly for this golf course has played well here in the past, but just totally blew tons of lineups out of the water last week. So do, do you go back to Webb? I mean, I think you can, um, he's an interesting uh, GPP play. There's there's probably going to be a lot of people that just refuse to go back to him. Um, and then from there, you can drop down. You got you got Reed played really well. Berger won last week. I mean, can he keep it going? Um, but I, I would probably drop all the way down uh, kind of the mid to low eights. My favorite guy's Kuchar. I, I really like going back to him. He's been a beast on this golf course. Yep. Yep. And it's funny you're saying that because he's, he's right there in the same price. You got Kuchar, you got Speed, you got Brooks, you got Phenol. That's going to be probably that mid eight is obviously is where you're going to, if you can find two, two, two of the guys that are going to finish in the top five or win in that group, that's probably where you're going to beat the field on. Uh, this yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm personally, uh, he, he destroyed, me last week with that with that double bogey uh, on his last hole Friday to miss the cut by shot. It's 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 still sick to talk about, but I'm I'm making a beeline for Coocher, man. He he won here he won here, and since he won here in 2014, he's ran off like six straight top 25s. I think he's runner up last year. He's had a couple top tens mixed in with those, um, but. I mean, you can look at last week kind of as a knock the rest off type of thing. Um, but when you stop and think about it, he was on his way to shooting 66 or 67 until he doubles uh, his last hole Friday to miss the cut by a shot. He still shot 68 Friday. So uh, it's probably just a little knock the rest off outing we can chalk it up to. And I'm, yeah, I'm back. I'm back on board with him. I'm back on board with him at this price. Um, I'm, I'll have him in a bunch of lineups this week. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, one last thing before we get off here and go. Uh, uh, I, I mentioned last week a fade and play, Kevin Na versus – or, uh, yeah, Kevin Na and Kevin Kistner. Yeah. I've got the same same thing this week. Uh, I've been hitting optimizer up, and uh, Rory Sabatini has been popping in there everywhere, and it's because he hits a lot of – he hits a lot of greens a ton of greens, and if he can make any putts, he's going to shoot three under every time he plays this golf course. So, but 
I'm fading him this week, and I'll tell you why. Um, he's a hothead, um, and this golf course is mentally tough on people, and you can get into slow play situations looking for golf balls and, and trying to make these decisions on these tee boxes and on these, these tricky Bermuda greens and the different winds coming off the ocean. And I'm going somebody in that same price range that I'm going to tell you to play is Luke List. Luke List just won last week on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, I think a couple years ago he was the, like the 54-hole leader or 36-hole leader on this, on this golf course. Uh, uh, he's the same style of player. Hits a lot. Hits a long way, but hits a lot of fairways. And if he can make any – I mean, this guy, I played junior golf with him growing up. He's All from right. Nashville, Tennessee. And this guy numerous times has hit 14 fairways and 18 greens in a round. Yeah. And he can make any putts. Not yeah, I, think, uh, I think list is interesting. He uh, he won last week, like you said, uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour. That was a TPC Sawgrass, which is also a Pete Dye course, um, just mm -hmm. like Harbortown. Mm -hmm. And he got a uh, he logged a T three here, I think, two years ago, 2018. I think he had a T three here. He's mm -hmm. played really well on this course. He's a he's a ball striker. Like you said, he's going to hit a ton of fairways, hit a ton of greens. The putting's always questionable, comes and goes. That's always a downfall. Um, but he's a really interesting play down there, kind of in that value range. Um, not not a lot of people are paying attention to what was going on on the Corn Ferry Tour last week. But List is definitely a PGA Tour caliber player um, that's that's capable of playing well this week. Yeah, so that's, yeah. I, I, I like that call. Yeah, and uh, knowing a little bit about his family, I know they vacation in the area, so he is very familiar with style of golf and that course in particular, like you said, it's probably, he's probably just comfortable there, man. Right. Yeah. So, um, another Tennessee boy, we're always pulling for the Tennessee guys. Um, but, um, other than that, that's it, man. You got anything else you want to add? No, man. I, I think, uh, it's going to be a great week. Um, there's a lot of guys that to lock in that, in that kind of mid seven K range. Um, speaking of comfortable in the area, our boy Kisner, from South Carolina, played really well here. Um, I like him a lot this week. I think he'll play well. Um, there's a lot of ways you can go. I expect people to go more towards a balanced build this week um, just because Rory doesn't have a great track record here. Um, so that's that's probably the way I'll go personally as well, um, a little more balanced. But, man, I, I just really look forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun one. I, I love this golf tournament. Absolutely. Absolutely. Me too. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, we'll probably not be playing any golf this weekend. It'll be family weekend <laughs> since yeah. I played three times last weekend. So we'll have any golf updates for you next week. But uh, I know, I know you're the, the typical 840 tea time on Sunday. The Maples group, man, we'll be going out Sunday morning. Uh, we might have, have Justin there, Donnie Dots and uh, Joey Anderson, Joey, Blackjack Joey. <laughs> uh, we got we got some guys over at the brook, man. It's 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 a great place to play. A lot of great people. Um, but yeah, we're 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 ready to go. Eight forty Sunday morning. Hopefully, when I roll off the course this Sunday, I have a little little more action in play than I did last week. There you go on DraftKings. That's right. Well, all right, man, Joe. Uh, once again, this is Andrew Putters and Joe Nicely signing off. This is the Turn Fa uh, Fantasy Golf Podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you all next week.